This is the Truth Network. Hidden treasures of the Song of Songs, which is Solomon's. So today's episode, I am titling, uh, Under Jesus' Tent Are the Real Sinners, as we are in the second part of the eighth verse, which is the miracle verse, as we're on our quest to understand statutes and wow, 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 this verse has so much, it's unbelievable. And so I'm going to read the whole verse in English and we'll get to all that. So verse eight is, if thou know not, O thou fairest among women, go thy way forth by the footsteps of the flock and feed thy kids besides the shepherd's tents. So last episode, we talked about the beginning of that that uh, go thy way forth in the footsteps of the flock. But today, I want to talk about feeding our kids beside the shepherd's tent. (laughs) And I guess there's several things about this verse that just jump out at me. One of the gigantic ones is the word tense, which um, that word just ain't tense. I mean, he it's translated this in English, and you look at it in most translations, and it translates it that way. But if you check that word out in Hebrew, you're going to find that that word is tabernacle. And, you know, the tents of Abraham and all that are a completely different word in that the word tents that that Solomon chose to use here begins with a mem. And as you know, the letter mem has to do with a king <laughs> and has to do with more than just a tent. And so this shepherd's tents is a very spectacular thing. And so to me, like if you just hone in on that particular word and you realize that that being the tabernacle is answering the question better that she asked at the end of verse seven, right? Why should I be like a veiled one beside the tents of thy companions, which I mentioned in that episode that um, that is why should I be a poser in the company of posers, right? And I don't know a lot of uh, church settings I've been to. Unfortunately, you see a lot of veiled people, and the real sinners aren't there because they don't tell you that they're, they tell you that they're fine and they don't have anything going on and there's no real struggles. And Jesus is not the hero of that story. I mean, the real sinners were under Jesus's tent. I mean, he hung out with the prostitutes and the and the tax collectors, and, you know, even Peter (laughs) has, you know, that has so much to do with what happens here in this verse. Because when he says, feed thy kids, after he's talking about thou that my heart lovest, right? And, And so here's this idea of, if you love me, feed my sheep, right? Which is exactly what (laughs) the discussion he had with a sinner who had certainly taken down his veil, which we're going to get a lot to that as we study this book. But the idea of the miracle here is that that here we are dark but comely. (laughs) Here we are, you know, dark as these tents, which we go back to that verse, and those tents of the Bedouins, right, that are poor and and have nothing. Here we come unto the, the tent of tents, which is essentially Jesus's blood, okay? I mean, that's how those sinners get to be with the Lord is underneath his blood, and they only get there by admitting that they are dark, <laughs> but comely, right? And and as the tents of Kedar. But the idea is we seek comfort, like it says in Genesis chapter 6. We are seeking to be comforted 
I mean, not Genesis chapter 6, Genesis chapter 3, when it said, I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And so we have masks that we put on all over the place, and part of what the Savior is doing as he's making our kids to lie down, right, is, is to feel safe enough to tell what's really going on in our lives, right? And, and so, <laughs> you know, if, if you think that, that, that you don't have anything going on, I mean, I, I, then maybe we're sometimes kidding ourselves, right? And I think I do that a lot. But I love the idea here that he says, right, feed thy kids, which is, again, the idea of these young sheep beside or on, interestingly, and, and he uses the word shepherds, not shepherd, but shepherds. In other words, there is a community. There is a community where you're safe enough somewhere for you, where you're safe enough to tell what's really going on in your life, where Jesus really can come in and be the hero, and where he really can help you feel safe enough to eat, safe enough to tell the real story and all that kind of thing. And that's the beautiful thing of following the footsteps of the real sheep. And so, you know, just to give an example of this in my own life, <laughs> if I, you know, want to be admitted that I'm a real sinner, right? It just so happens um, we have a difficult situation in our home and have for a while and that we take care of my mother-in-law and my mother-in-law and I, and I don't want to stare at her because she's dark, but she has her struggles with alcohol and with other things that we stopped when we brought her into the house. But, you know, we still have our struggles. And unfortunately, she fell and broke her shoulder the other day. And then they put her on some, uh, you know, painkillers that unfortunately fed right back into her past addiction problems. And she became more and more belligerent and, and really hurt my wife to the point that she actually... Um, felt free to call the sheriff on my wife <laughs> that she had been mistreating her and then unfortunately didn't call her back. So the sheriff showed up. The Department of Social Services just ripped my wife's heart out. I mean, because she's done all this stuff. You know, she she takes care of her night and day and all this stuff. And here comes the sheriff. And my wife is just totally beside herself. Now, let me just add. <laughs> I know I'm talking about other people's darkness, but let me get to where it's my darkness, okay? So here I am struggling. And, I'm you know, the idea of how many times do you forgive your mother-in-law seven times 70? <laughs> Well, I'm way past, you know, and so I struggle, struggle, struggle. I really do with anger with her. At times I don't treat her very nice. And and such has been the case this week. And, you know, just this morning, you know, and actually last night as I went to bed, uh, you know, God was just convicting me on how bad I need his blood and how much he did for me. That, that she deserves my forgiveness and that and that we need to work through this thing because I got to love her well because it's, we're in a really, really, really difficult situation. And I desperately need, he has me right where he wants me, where I desperately need him because I don't know how to forgive. I mean, I, 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 my wife almost, uh, you know, almost every time I talk to her, she has some new story of something her mother has pulled. And so it's just a constant in interesting struggle that we have and how to love my wife well, love my mother-in-law well through what is just an unbelievable situation. But I bet you anything, you got things like that in your life. But we got to take our mask, we got to take our veils off and get by the shepherd's tents around people that we feel safe enough, like we're in a green pasture and we're laying there chewing our cut with God's word, but in, in a real sense, with our real sin in front of us and with what's really going on.
And so I love, love, love the comparison between these verses. When you start with the darkness of the tents of Kedar to Solomon's curtains, and then you go <laughs> from the tents of the companions in Poserville, as far as I'm concerned, or are we going to be by the shepherd's tents where we can sit down and really be honest about our sin? We can really be honest about what we're struggling with and really have Jesus be the hero because he is the hero of my story. Anybody that knows me knows <laughs> Jesus is the hero of the story. He just is. And, and that's the beautiful thing of, wow, the real sinners are under Jesus' tent. Thanks for listening.